Hello, welcome to day 16 of Podmas here on a Sideways Life podcast, the honest guide to living and working abroad. I'm Leanne. And I'm Al. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. And hi. well done if you've if you done every single one of Chris of Podmas now. It's 16 in. Yeah. Can we give a big shout out to Francesca? Because she texted a little while ago saying that she listened to number eight or number nine. I don't know whether she just gave oh. up after that. Or uh, she skipped straight forward to the ones she was interested in. Maybe. But if you are listening to this, uh, Chesie and Phil and Arlo. Oh, I miss you guys. Yeah. If you are listening, it's a day early, but happy birthday, Arlo, for tomorrow. The big two. It's exciting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to appreciate. Maybe appreciate in, in, in three years' time and go, look, you got a shout-out on the now world-famous as featured on <laughs> CNN and BBC podcast. Maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> if you do, if you are listening and you do know anyone in uh, BBC, then uh, hook, hook us up, will you? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so today's subject is what, Leah? Well, today's Christmas song is Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. And it goes like... Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Lovely. If you like that song, then look on and go to a side... Well, search on Spotify for a Sideways Life. Or a Sideways Podmas, is it? Sideways Christmas? Sideways Christmas. Yeah, well researched, Al. A Sideways <laughs> Christmas. And there's a playlist with but with our um, podcast episode and the corresponding um, song that we've chosen to go along with that. As we've said before, we can't put the song in the podcast because of copyright, and especially around Christmas. And that Paul McCartney, he's a litigious fucker, isn't he? <laughs> so I've heard. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Probably less so than his wife, but anyway, let's move on. Ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Yeah. So, didn't have a leg so. to start. So, where are we up to? So today we thought we would keep the theme of health and wellness going. We've had some lovely comments and messages about our previous few episodes on this. So thank you so much for all your thoughts. Uh, we do have some some actual recorded thoughts coming. Um, lovely people that have recorded voice messages for us. So that'll be coming very, very soon. We should make waiting for a couple more to come in. Do you mind if I interrupt you there for a quick second? Sure. Um, if you do want to record a message and be a, and appear on our podcast, then we've now set up this fancy new thing. It's not a fancy new thing. It's just an app that we signed up for, um, which will allow you to record a message that we can then potentially play on our podcast. Just go to asidewayslife.com forward slash hello. And you have to type it in that particular way. Hello, H-E-L-L-O. <laughs> hello. That's it. That's and what, what do they say. do when they get there? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll see a screen that says, would you like to record a message? And you're going to go, yes, I do. Press the big green button, record your message. Ideally include profanity if you can, but not that C word. Remember, we're not allowed to use that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, if, if it's any good, we'll, rec- we'll use it as part of our episode in the future. Yeah. Mainly what we're going to be doing is to asking you for your feedback on stuff or asking you for perhaps ideas on future episodes so we might be saying look so if you've got if you've ever done x then go to a sideways forward slash hello um and you will be able to leave a message or contribute to the episode but anyway i feel like i've taken a slightly off track here no i think that's a, that's a good thing to share good and yeah i look forward to hearing your messages that'd be it yes look forward to your letters yeah so back to day 16 um so yes so in terms of um mental wellness I'm a psychologist, which is a technical term. 
Um, and one thing that <laughs> a psychologist is, is, is just I'm in case a, anyone doesn't know what. <laughs> yes, um, I'm. I'm. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm a business psychologist, but part of that is how to protect and nurture employee well-being. And one of the things that I talk to my clients a lot about is something called psychological capital. Do you know what psychological capital is? Though, is it P? As in the capital of psychological. <laughs> yes. Yeah, is that, exactly is that right? Exactly. Right. Yeah, well yeah, thank you. Thank no. you. No, psychological capital is a, a psychological phenomena um, that is consists of four elements. It consists of self-efficacy, which is confidence, self-esteem. It consists of resilience, so your ability to manage setbacks and perse- persevere through the hard times. Uh, hope, so just looking positively into the future um and optimism um which is you know being optimistic about just stuff in general trying to turn those lemons into lemonade you know can i ask you what's the difference between hope and optimism i think hope is is based on a hope of future events a hope of things that could be could happen hoping outcomes um i think optimism is being positive in the in the here and now as well mm. as in the future so optimism is kind of the present and hope is kind of the future yeah i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. has have you ever seen that i'm sure you have that x-factor audition that um for the magician who's mr x or whatever oh my god that is so good that now that is a story in hope and resilience that is there we go so if you've not done that, just type in to YouTube Mr. X and there's two auditions and there's one from maybe about 10 years ago and one from maybe about five years ago. Watch the 10 year, ten year one first, I think. Is that fair, fair enough? Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. There's, a, there's 25 minutes, isn't it? Keeps you off the gin. Yes, and it's very, very good. It's very, very good. But yeah, so the whole point is, we touched on this in, in an earlier episode, um, having a positive mindset being optimistic, being hopeful um, does have a significant impact on how positive your emotions are in general, your ability to take action. And also, although it's part of the same thing, being hopeful, optimistic also builds your resilience, uh, which is one of the best things you can have in terms of, um, of being psychologically well. So we thought let's let's practice what we preach and let's today in our podcast try and be optimistic and hopeful in terms of our Christmas futures. So yes, our plans this year are in tatters. I think at this point we're meant to be in Wales with my and dad. Tomorrow we're meant to be in Manchester with our friends. And we're not, and that's shit. But let's talk about our hope for the future and optimism, what's positive about us being in Croatia for Christmas. Very nice. Now, I think that in terms of optimism, I think we're actually okay. I think we're relatively optimistic people. Yeah, we are. We are glass half full kind of people. I think so. And we were talking about this the other night um, that the majority we were saying, right, trying in all the like the 2013 to 2000 and almost 10 years of traveling, think about all the bad things that have happened. And we were like, okay, yeah, we can name about 20. Now think of the things that if that were bad and were truly bad as in kind of it ruined everything and we couldn't find a single one because the one things that happened like we went across um in thailand we had to renew our visa 
Um, so we, it was quite a convoluted journey. Have you ever seen the film with Steve Martin and John Candy's pl- plane, trains and automobiles? It was basically that in Thailand because <laughs> we, we genuinely got a taxi, then got a boat, then got another taxi to the office to get our thing renewed and then discovered that they were closed for a public holiday. Um, and the whole journey took us about an hour and a half to two hours to get across there and then an hour and a half, two hours to get back. On a work day as well. On so it's not, it's not time that's easily lost. However... On the way back, we um, in Thailand and in a lot of the, uh, the eastern countries, they have taxis where basically just people just jump on. They're like a mini bus, I suppose, mini bus, but like a mini bus and you jump on and then you jump off at certain places. But it's like a pickup truck, isn't yeah. it? It's like sitting back on a bench. Yeah. And so we got we, someone who joined the taxi at the, at the dock, um, took, got taken to a beautiful hotel beautiful. in Kai, Kai Bay. Is that right? Kai Bay. Yeah. The Sanko Chang. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so if you, it's the, it's the, the bit that goes around the, the Gulf of Thailand, isn't it? So it's not like the skinny bit that goes down where lots of the islands are. It's a bit that kind of goes around and arch. And there's a beautiful island there called Koh Chang, which we spent we spent a lot of time on that. We did. And it just and this taxi took us to this hotel to drop someone else off. We both looked at it and went, wow, that's amazing. And then we went back um, about a week or so later. And we were like, yeah, let's just go and stay for a few days. We and t- it, was, it was quite an expensive hotel, wasn't it? So we only booked the basic room. And we got there and um, there was two couples. There was a couple, um, an English couple, um, who we are kind of guessing had flown there. And to get there is probably a good like 20 hours because you oh, yeah. fly into Bangkok, then you get a taxi or you fly another bit down to somewhere else. Then you get a boat, then you get a taxi. So there's probably a long journey, but yeah. they were very grumpy. Yeah, they were like, "Um, I was expecting some kind of welcome drink. Did you not bring a welcome? And and the woman was really like, the woman behind the desk, she was working her bottom off, off, um, trying to sort things out. And they were just kicking off. It seemed like there was some kind of mix up with the reservation, didn't it? It took us about 45 minutes to check in. Um, so, but we just sat there quietly. We we're like, yes, yeah, no problems. We got a welcome drink after about half an hour, but we were fine. We were living with that. Um, and then she came across to us and what she say, Leah? She said, thank you so much for, for waiting. I'm really, really sorry. Um, and just to let you know, we've given you a complimentary upgrade. Oh, thank, thank you very much. It's very nice of you. Thank you. This isn't just like a, an extra kettle in the room. No. So then somebody else helps us with our bags down to the room. And as we get there, it's, I'm like, we're not staying in one of these. Like there's, because there was just like the stand, it's like a massive complex, isn't it? With like beautiful gardens and water features. And and we'd booked the basic rooms at the back. <laughs> we were like getting closer and closer and closer to the seafront. It was like, mm. and just beautiful, beautiful like bungalow. We went upstairs and it was the premium room that they offer. It was incredible. It was massive. It had a big old bed. It had a, a, a bath that was basically a small swimming pool. <laughs> It was huge. <laughs> With the lifeguard who was, uh, who'd, who'd monitor it. Um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And then we had our own terrace and it was maybe about 50 feet from the sea. It was just incredible. And so we looked at it and we looked, look, the, you know, the worst thing that happened to us was an entire, almost an entire work day wasted going across the mainland to get our visa renewed. But then we found, not only did we find the hotel, not only did we really shut up and just put up with the confusion when we checked in, but we got the most, one of the, one of the best experiences in Thailand ever. Absolutely. So without that little bit of, bit of unluckiness, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have had our huge scoop of luck. So, so yeah, and we've had, we have a lot of examples like that, actually, that it's, it's all turned out for the best in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think all that was maybe a long way around of saying that 
Um, actually, when you look at things, very few things are bad. Yes. There are some terrible things that happen, and of course, some unfortunate people who with terrible things happen yeah. to them. But at the same time, most of us, you look at something and you look back and you go, well, actually, this wouldn't have happened if that wouldn't have happened, like being made redundant or something like that. I have been made redundant. Mm. I was devastated. I mean, that was probably the first time in my life that I really experienced depression. Mm-hmm. Like, not just being sad, like depression. Mm-hmm. There were days I couldn't get out of bed. And... But if that hadn't have happened, oh man, if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have found the the confidence or the just the opportunity to go freelance, kind of risk-free. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't have traveled to 44 countries in five years. Absolutely. That wouldn't have happened. And I went bankrupt in 2007 for £106,000, which is a lot of money. And I know thinking, but I was at the time, I was like, this is the, the end of my life. But it wasn't. It was the very beginning. And it was not the very beginning of my life, but it was the beginning. And uh, my business partner and I created a business out of that um, that brought us a fair amount of wealth, um, which we wouldn't have had, had that not have happened. And my two houses mm. got repossessed. So, And I'm, you might not have met me. You might have stayed in Leeds. True. Very true. So I suppose what, what we... It's a very long-winded way of saying it is that um, you've got the resilience, which is the ability to look at things and think it's not as bad as it looks. The optimism to think, well, something might come out of that. And the hope, which means you're not looking at your future and going, well, nothing good's going to happen. Because I I feel like, maybe I'm going a bit down an avenue here, but I feel like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you believe that your life is shit, then your life will be shit because, you know, it's, it's, you're just not going to see the opportunities even when they're very well hidden. Um, yeah. I, and there's a million cliches you can throw at it, can't you? You know, with every closed door, every closed window, a door opens. or But, but you know, it, it really is a case of trying to stay positive, trying, like you say, trying to stay optimistic, trying to stay hopeful. Um because you have that, you do have that power to change it. No one's going to, when we said this on the podcast before, no one's coming for you. Nope. No one's going to help you. <laughs> no one's going to just say, here's a check for $12 million. Congratulations for being you. It's just not going to happen. It's like moaning about not winning the lottery when you don't play the lottery. Mm. It ain't going to happen. Or moaning about not winning the lottery when you do play the lottery. Um, I think it's, um, I think a lot of people, and, and this sounds like I'm shitting on people, and I'm really not. But a lot of people think they're just, like you say, they're waiting for someone to knock on the door with a check. There's a, there's a very famous American guy in America for the lottery or something where they knock on your door with a check and they televise it and whatever. This isn't going to happen. If you, We just interviewed someone last night, and they, it's going to go uh, live in January. I think you're going to really enjoy this. And basically, he's like, no one's coming for you. It's like, it doesn't. <laughs> he was a professional footballer who was on 50 pounds a week. I mean, people as think- As a professional footballer? As a professional footballer for Reading. Uh, no, for Carlisle, sorry. And then right. the bank went, then the, the club went bankrupt. And it's like, you know, you can, basically his point was that it's not all as good. In fact, I'll tell you what, this is a better example. I r- was reading a book this afternoon and it was about Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might be butchering this story, but someone came up to him or he went up to someone else and said, um, I, wish I, could, I wish I could play the keyboard like you do. And they said, no, you don't. He goes, well, yes, I do. Of course I do. He goes, no, no, you wish you, had, you could just sit down and play. 
I practice four hours a day plus perform, and I've done that since I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. So all you're seeing is me sitting up here, grandstanding and being amazing at the keyboard, but you've not seen all the stuff that goes behind it, so. Mm -hmm. And it's like those, and, and I'm sure, listener, you're not one of these people, but those, those people that would say, oh, it's all right for them. Mm. Well, no, because chances are they've worked really freaking hard to get where they are. And you've not seen it when they've just been made redundant or they've lost their business and their two houses and gone bankrupt or, you know, the, the, the horrible things have happened. You've not been there then. You've not seen their entire journey and the work and effort they've put in. There's very few people out there probably that you probably could say, well, it's all right for you. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's graft. And... The message is it's not always easy. It is really hard, but you have the power and you can, you can, you can do it. You can choose, I think. You can choose to be unhappy. You can choose to be happy. There are plenty of people who are very happy and have a, a life-changing disability, for example, and you could look at them and say, yes, all right, you... You probably have every right to sit at home, claim your benefits and feel very sorry for yourself. Um, but they don't. They go out there and live the fullest life they possibly can. They're on conversely, there are people who are perfectly able-bodied, perfectly able-minded, who do want to sit at home and cry their eyes out about, oh, well, I didn't get the opportunities. Well, fuck off. If you've not locked on a hundred doors, then you're not going to get any opportunities. Yes, and I think there is still a point that people need need help and assistance. They mm -hmm. don't always know the the way or, or have access to or can't see the access to the opportunities. And, you know, I used to work in, in welfare to work and, and we'd help individuals and families exactly that who had lost their way and, and didn't know the support that they could get. But every single one of them, their, every single one of those people that went on to a success story took that shift in mindset, took that change from, well, this is shit and there's nothing I can do about it to, okay, actually, so if I can get this help and this support and if I work really hard, then I can get that job and I can get that promotion. You know, it's it's mindset is so important and I don't think you can underestimate that. And also, like you say, it is being positive is a choice. I don't think either of us are naturally sunny in our disposition, um, but we make an active choice to be positive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've had a 13 minute detour. I think we, I think both of us when we sat down to record this had a different idea of what was going to happen and what we were going to say. And um, I don't know. Actually, I say both of us. I know I did. Maybe Leanne didn't. Um, but um, I like I like where it's gone. I like the fact that we're telling we're, we're not preaching to you. We're saying, look, you know, we too have down days, but. At the same time, you're like, and, and that's even more difficult when you're living in a beautiful country with sunshine and mm. where a beer is two quid, and you know, you 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 literally six minutes walk from the from the beach, and you feel like it's even worse because you feel like you should, you've got no right to be down. Mm. But we all have them. We all have them. And I think the whole point of this is, as you said, the resilience to be able to pick yourself back up, the optimism to be able to look at the bright side when you do get challenges and the eternal hope that tomorrow's going to be better and it doesn't have to be necessarily that today's bad it's just i hope that tomorrow is just one percent better than today and i hope that we carry mm -hmm. on like that for the rest of our lives that every single day gets just incrementally slightly better because then it's going to be awesome mm -hmm. so let's talk about hope that looking to the future and imagining a different 
different set of a set of better quality problems. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what am I hopeful for in the future? I'm hopeful that this time next year, I'll be in the UK with my friends and family. That I would have been able that I'll be able to just get up and walk over and hug my mum anytime I want, rather than have to reimagine back to the time where she gave me a last cuddle twelve months ago. I am hopeful that I will get to see Arlo, who went to birthdays tomorrow. I've not seen him since he was just a few days old. So he's going to be an entire person by the next time I see him. But I am very hopeful that I will see that next year or in the summer, maybe. Um, yeah, what are you hopeful for, Al? I think the same thing. I think there's, if there's one thing the pandemic's taught all of us is that we took a lot of things for granted. Oh, yeah, we did. We took just for granted being able to go and have a cup of tea and a, and a, and a ginger nut biscuit with you with your parents, or um, being able to say, you know, text someone, "Do you fancy a pint tonight?" Yeah, all right then. Um, you know, whereas now it just can't happen, and that's not just because we're in different country. I think if you, you know, if you're in the same country, there are people who are shielding. It's it's difficult to to meet up. So I think personally, I am the same. Looking forward to family. Um, Sorry, I just pulled my headphones out of my ears. Oh, I don't know about you. Do you know if I have one of those things that just really annoys you? <laughs> and pulling headphones out of my ears is just, oh, it's like stubbing your toe for me. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing, um, oh, let's see Louise, Louise's yeah, kids. That's girls. my sister. I mean, they they were young when we saw them. Mm-hmm. We've not met my brother's kids yet. We've not met Alaria yet. Aww. Six months old. So um, she'll be probably a, almost a year, I think. Yeah. She'll be a year when we meet her. Um, and then just friends and family and just, sorry, friends. And you just, there's something about people you've known for a long time where there's no expectation. You just pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hopeful for that too, that there will be more long weekends in places random that we decide to go to. Um, so yeah, I'm hopeful that I will have that girls weekend that we've been dreaming about for a couple of years now. Um, yeah. And do you know what else I would love to do in the future over Christmas? in a different time, maybe if we're lucky enough to have the years ahead of us, um, is actually spend Christmas somewhere like really different. Like I was speaking to um, Alec, one of our good friends, um, and in, bless him, his his plans were ruined as well last year because they planned to spend Christmas in Thailand. I was like, how cool would that be? It's like completely different. And what a beautiful time of year to be in, in Southeast Asia as well. So yeah, I'm hopeful that something, something crazy like that will happen in the future. Tell us what you're hopeful for. Jump on Instagram. Search for I Sideways Life. I said the eh in a really weird way. I Sideways Life. Search for Sideways Life on Instagram. Drop us a message. So I just listen to your podcast, um, your episode on being hopeful. And I'm hoping for X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. That's your little challenge. So we talked a bit, was it yesterday, about practicing gratitude and how important yeah. that is. I mean, the day before. So your challenge today, three things that you're grateful for in the present. Mm-hmm. And three things that you're hopeful for in the future. Lovely. And don't hope to win the lottery. Do you know that there's, there's a stat that says something like 40% of people who win the lottery go bankrupt within two years. Yeah. So you don't want hope for that. Money don't solve it. Meaningless money. Literally, one money is worthless because it has no worth to you because you've not worked for it. 
Wow. Windfall yeah, I mean, money. Financial, financial security is a thing and that can that's important for your well-being as well. But in terms of having an excessive amount of money, that ain't going to make you happier. I don't know. For some people it is. For some people it will because I think they're very competitive. Yeah. I think a lot of people will. Ah, but is it about the money then? Or no, is it about not. success? No, of course not. But money is their measure of success. Of course. Oh, okay. Of course. Enough. And you go and find professional athletes. But I mean, that's that. I'm not going to go down a tangent. But I mean, people who say, oh, Jeff Bezos is just dis- he's filthy rich or whatever. Jeff Bezos is basically the Usain Bolt of the entrepreneurial world. Um, he has the natural skill and ability to, to build businesses and be entrepreneurial. But also, he's worked really, really, really hard at that. So don't judge him basically. Yeah, that's, that's like saying Usain Bolt always oh, he's, he's filthy fast. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Leanne's looking at me as if I've gone on a bit of a rant. No, it's just an interesting analogy. Isn't Bezos the one though that the like the only billionaire that hasn't signed up to that give you money? All right, to well he things? was a bad example. Yeah, maybe like a Steve Jobs in his day or a Richard yeah. Branson, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like my analogy is starting to fall apart. <laughs> anyway, I think my point was that <laughs> windfall money is worthless because it literally has no worth. You so do not wish for that. Wish for success and being paid what you're worth. Mm. Okay. Leanne and I have this weird thing there. If we say something like that, I'll always pretend to smoke a spliff or something and then just pass it. And I'll pass it across to Leanne. A little (laughs) fake. Anyway. Shall we uh, re-record this last bit of the episode? Because I feel like I've gone off on one. No, I think 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 the listeners are used to it. Fair enough. So yeah, there you go. So what we've got coming tomorrow, Al? Um, are we talking about volunteering when you're abroad? Maybe. We're waiting for those couple of voice notes to come through. But yeah, hopefully. Two people on our eye on. We'll, ch- we'll shivvy them later on. <laughs> and um, we'll, well, whatever happens, we will see you tomorrow um, for day 17. You will. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.